Hunters of Reddit, what did you see out there that made you not want to go back into the woods? At my property we built an outhouse that I regularly crap in when camping, hunting, etc. And have no qualms crapping in under normal circumstances. Now, on Memorial Day my friends, family and I all camp out at the property for the weekend and on the second to last day have a huge bonfire. Talking like 40 plus foot flames, in the main field, drink some beers, sing some songs and pretty much just have a good time. One such bonfire I scurried off down the one stroke two mile trail back to camp where the outhouse is to do my business. Midump I hear frantic scurrying and a hissing noise underneath me. I stand right the frick up spin around and come face to face with a raccoon in the bottom of the shitter that I had presumably just shat on. I noped out of there, pulled up my pants and then all out booked it back to the fire to recount the turn of events I had just endured. I grew up on the New Mexico reservation. I'm white my stepfather is Navajo. Anyway, it's really rocky desert, mountain-like area. Like the Grand Canyon but smaller no white people go out there. The Navajos back then really hated white people. You can walk all day and never see anyone. I was on my horse hunting and came to this circle like depression in the sandstone and sand like someone made it a long time ago. There was no sound from animals around it no lizards on the rocks no bugs. It was scaring the crap out of my horse. He was screaming jumping kicking and I couldn't get him to calm down. So I got him away from there and tied him up to a pinion tree in sight. I went to check it out with a weapon of course. It was just a big circle about a foot deep and it looked like something was built there but very very long ago. I came back with friends and their horses and dogs. The horses did the same thing and the dogs just stayed on top of the hill whining. No one had any idea what it was but when we told our parents we were told to stay away from it. The only thing I could find out was that the Navajos and other Indians would put people and children who could not contribute to the tribe in a pit-like circle to die from the elements. A long time ago if you were crippled or mentally challenged and couldn't hunt or farm no one was going to support you or take care of you. In the 70s and 80s growing up I had hours of chores every day even though I was going to school too. Exploring out there was amazing. I've seen things that no one would believe. My stepfather is Navajo. Don't know what the frick is going on out on the res but the Navajo people always have the best stories in these threads. Way what a up in backcountry northern Canada when we came across into a clearing and little girls purple backpack with little girls clothes strew all over the place. Just thinking about it makes my blood run cold. I used to hunt with my grandfather when I was in middle school. I shot a doe, female deer, and then I had to watch a fawn run over. I didn't see it before, and start yelling and what looked like mourning. Kept trying to wake up its mother. One of the saddest experiences of my life. Will never hunt again. So a few years ago I went camping with my dad about a quarter mile off the trail. As we were cooking food a baby bear wander into the small clearing. We were a bit freaked out but it was probably more scared of us so it wandered away. Important later. We left a campsite to hike a bit and when it started to get dark we traveled back to our campsite. We realized we hadn't marked it in any way and spent a while looking for it. We heard some growling. Like really loud and we freaked. We started to walk on the trail back to the car with my dad holding our only flashlight. We hear a growl closer this time. Not super close but close enough we started to run. By then it was pitch black other than the flashlight. As I ran I heard my dad drop the flashlight. He found it but only one of the batteries was still in it. 
I was thinking this definitely felt like a basic horror plot. We ran pretty fast a few miles back to the car and drove home. We came back the next day and searched all day, couldn't find it. We came back the next weekend still couldn't find it. The next weekend my dad went by himself and found it. He brought the stuff home. The tent had claw marks through it and all the food that we hadn't yet hung in a tree was eaten. Not super scary but I haven't gone camping since. My girlfriend and I were backpacking through Yellowstone and this was our first time in grizzly country. We don't mind black bears but grizzlies are something else. Anyway after a long day of hiking we set up camp for the second night. We washed up, had dinner, hung our scented items and food and got in bed. Deep in my REM sleep my girlfriend shook me awake, terrified because she heard growling. She was convinced there was a bear in our campsite. I immediately woke up with adrenaline pumping in full out fight or flight mode and grabbed the bear spray. As we sit there for a minute in complete silence, we hear the growling again. It was my stomach. To be fair, it was one of the more intense stomach growls I've had. I was walking through a field into a tree line. I was about 50 yards out when I heard some terrifying raptor-like scream direct towards me. I froze and just stood there for about 20 minutes before chambering a shell and sitting down with my back against a huge tree. Didn't hear anything else. When I was 15 I was hunting in the Colorado Rockies for elk. We were about 12-15 miles up a mountain no cell service and thin. I had been up there two times before this incident took place. I was out with my uncle when we heard a woman scream curious and a little frightened we decided to head to check it out. We were hiking over a ridge for about 10 minutes when we saw bloody clothing a t-shirt and shorts nothing else. No footprints or anything to indicate whether the scream had gone. We hightailed it back to camp and began to pack up it being our last two days. We packed out the next day and went to the ranger service gave them the location of the scene and that was it they asked a few questions and said they would follow up with us. We never heard anything. I was expecting it to turn out to be a mountain lion, not an actual woman leaving bloody clothing behind. Not me, but my father. He was in his early 30s deer hunting in western mass, 1980s. He was a few miles out from the main road when he came across a frozen human corpse. Immediately hiked out and called the authorities. Apparently a few miles away there was a camp for the mentally challenged. A woman had run off and got lost. My dad never did go hunting again after that. Was camping on a reservation and walked up to the lake from the campground. It was a 20 minute walk to the lake. To the left there was a destroyed and decaying elevated wooden path through a dead swamp and to the right the pipe from the water station at the lake. When we got to the lake all the animal noises had stopped. The lake was tannin stained and pitch black. The trees were all burned or dead and the dock was floating not attached to anything. We went on the dock and while I stayed on the dock, the other two went and took the crappy one or rowboat out into the water. Whole time absolute silence and my gut screaming danger. It took them a while to paddle back to the dock but they were freaking out too. So we hightailed it out of there and once we were halfway back we left the silence and immediately heard birds. I took a few steps back and it was basically silence. Few steps forward and birds. Not exactly an encounter, but creepy nonetheless. There are Bigfoot sightings and reports around the time I was there though, so who knows. I went quail hunter about 10 years ago with my stepdad and his friend. 
It was kind of in the middle of nowhere next to the Colorado River on the California side. We thought we were alone and one night we hear this girl screaming in the distance. It startled us. So we grabbed our shotguns and walked toward this screaming. We roll up on this camp about a quarter of a mile away and it is this guy and we presumed his girlfriend. She is visibly distraught. He about crap his pants when three guys roll up with shotguns. He asked if everyone is okay and she just was looking at the ground and said she was fine and they were just having an argument. The next morning we wake up at like 4am to start the day's hunt and we walk past their camp to check on them again and they were gone. We never heard them leave. I hope that girl is okay. Me and my friend found this old, creepy, shed that looked like it was there for a million years. We naturally went inside and found a feeding trough with what looked like crap inside and a raccoon crucified on the wall. Raccoon Jesus died for our sins. I grew up in Alaska, just on the bubble of civilization. Sort of, up there even in the big cities you'll get bears and moose and such. I was walking home from the bus stop, our driveway was about a half mile long through woods. I heard noise to my right and stopped, hoping it was anything other than the one animal that scares me, and then it stepped out of the trees, I froze, my blood felt cold and stopped in my veins, a moose, full grown female, was standing maybe 20 feet from me in the middle of the road, it stopped, and turned to look at me, I was scared with no backup plan, what can a 12 or so year old do against a full grown moose, then, it happened, I heard another noise, behind me i truly thought i was dead i thought my life is now over i'm about to be between a mama and a baby moose and i'm going to die i remember feeling frozen and not at all tranquil and at peace i couldn't even scream from the edge of my eyesight i saw the second moose emerge from the thick stand of all the trees and disappear behind me i could hear the steps on the soft dirt my eyes locked onto the moose in front of me trying to will it to stay calm i stopped breathing and then felt it, a gentle whoosh of warm air down the back of my neck, followed by the unmistakable sound of a forced inhale, the moose behind me was sniffing my head, I could feel the breath, hear the nostrils flare, some neighbor had dogs, off through the woods aways and they must have gotten out of their yard, they started barking inside the trees, and startled both moose that turned and ran back the way they came, crashing into the small trees and leaving. To this day, the only animal I'm afraid of is moose. I've been fishing with brown bears, had black bears say hi as they walked by my camp. Mountain lions stalk us and then leave, doesn't rattle me, until I see a cow moose alone, and then I just hope to whatever is higher than me, that I'm not between her and her cub. Was not in the woods but prairie hunting pronghorn, in the middle of crawling up a hill to see if anything was at the bottom when a bullet passed over my head. It turned out some drunk thought my orange hat was a pair of horns. Well, there was an incident which taught me to regularly make what is called a J-turn, to watch check by back trail. I was scouting a distant group of hills along an inaccessible river, no docks for miles. There were past rumors of mountain lions being back in there, though all the eastern breeds are supposedly not existence anymore. There had been a light snow before dawn, but it didn't hinder me from walking way back and cresting the highest hilltop where I could see the big bend of the river. For whatever reason, I decide to circle the tippy top of this hill before going back down, where I could then pick up my old trail where I walked inwards. When I completed my circling, I came back down but immediately but stopped dead, 
There were a second set of prints right next to my steps, big paw prints. As I sat watching that river, there was a fking big cat sitting somewhere, watching me. Now, heading back down, I had lost the high ground, and the pursuit position was now in his favor. I made J-turns every 300 yards on the way back. I make J-turns on the way in, and out, of every area I hunt if it is in a remote location. And yes, I seen dogs, deer, and even men following my paths before. Not a hunter. But me and my friends were screwing around about a mile deep into the woods near my house and we found a pink suitcase with a name tag on it. We looked the name up and it was the name of a missing girl. Called the cops and handed it over but they never found her. They searched all of the woods and the area after that and still nothing came up other than her suitcase with some clothes and some toiletries. My grandfather was a fisherman with a bad habit of finding dead bodies. I haven't thought about this in a while but just googled it and found this description of one of his encounters on Saturday, the 11th of July, 1970. The Park County Sheriff's Office received a call from a fisherman near Gardner. He'd just pulled up the scariest snag of his life, a waterlogged human torso. By Monday, that mutilated torso was on a table in the Park County Sheriff's Office, being examined by the FBI. The head and arms had been cut off. The legs were gone below the knee. On the chest, amid stab wounds, there was a T-shaped cut where the killer had opened his body to get to his innards. Two things were clear, the victim was without a heart, and his murderer was heartless. Turns out it was cannibalism. Brother and I realized we were the ones being hunted once. Overwhelming sense of foreboding and beyond silence. No bird song or insects chirping, nothing was there except this presence, above and oddly behind us. The whole time we were out, light started to fade and we hadn't seen a thing, plus we're edgy as frick by now, so we turned in, stopping to glass a dam on the way back and check for animal sign. Lots of deer wallows and tree scratchings, crap loads of tracks in the mud by the dam. The owner asked us to find proof if he had feral pigs on the property or not. Anyway, cut it short, found the biggest feline footprints we have ever seen, about the size of my fist, less the claws surrounding the dam. We were in its kitchen and it was not happy. We were also in Australia where there are no big cats. I hunt and camp, and I'm not afraid of the woods. I still go solo backpacking. Back when I was in my early 20s I went camping hunting by myself in northern, GA near a town called Hiawassee. Camp was a mile or two down a sketchy dirt road and I hiked up a mountain to a spot I liked to hunt another half mile or so. Anyway, it started to get dark and it started to snow and I didn't see any deer, so I gathered my gear and decided to head back to camp. When I got up and turned around I was about 15 yards away from the biggest black bear I've ever seen. We locked eyes and I froze. Easily a 500 pound or more bear. All I had was my 12 gauge slugger. Thankfully the bear turned and ran away. I slept in my car that night as I was alone out there, and for a while I was afraid of camping alone that deep in the woods. Not a hunter, but a wildlife biologist. I do a lot of work in Northern Cali and Oregon, and during the summer I work nights. I'm female and do most of the work solo. Last summer I was hiking in deep woods in Northern Cali, about an hour and a half from my truck with no cell service. Around 1.30am I had finished up surveys and was heading back when I suddenly smelled something odd. I continued up the steep hill and as I came over the top I was suddenly on the edge of a large camp. The area was cleared and I could see several tents and UTVs, 
and trash everywhere. That weird smell, it was a porter potty. I could also see a fire pit with several figures sitting around it. I stopped dead, immediately dropped to the ground and scrambled behind a tree. I was close enough to hear some mumbled conversation and occasional loud laughter. The only reason there would be a camp that far into the wilderness would be to grow weed illegally. These people can be very violent and many people involved in the industry go missing every year. Women especially can be swept into flesh trafficking, never to be seen again. I got out my spot device, GPS locator and satellite messaging, and sent my location and situation to my supervisor. I crawled as quietly as possible back down the hill before retracing my steps to take a long way around. My adrenaline ran high until I got to the safety of my truck. And I crashed hard and cried on the phone to my supervisor. That was one of the more terrifying moments in my career. I've had several encounters alone with large predators. But nothing is scarier than encountering a group of strangers alone in the deep woods. A big butt black bear 10 yards away. Luckily he was just chilling looking for food. But I got out of there quicker than a flies to honey. Angler here. One night while at my favorite fishing spot my friend and I heard a noise. Now this sounded like some rustling about 10 feet or 3 meters away in some bushes. Now my friend called it off as just a rabbit. But I insisted on listening. Now that was no rabbit but instead steps. Well in the region I'm from we have quite a lot of coyotes. So we pass it off as a mangy curious beast catching a glimpse of our fire. So to progress the night and feel easy we began to make noise and toss sticks and rocks to the bush. After a lengthy sit by the fire and a few more pops we headed home leaving a few belongings behind. Well, when we returned the next day to retrieve our left belongings we noticed two sets of tracks. One large one small. These my friends belonged to cats. Oh yes one mighty big cat and her cub. The feeling I had in my stomach was not due to the beverages from the night before but the feeling of cheating death. I was out hunting and I christened my muzzin with its first deer so I was feeling good. Once the deer was dressed I threw it in the back of my truck because we butcher out at our farm. I sat down in my house and had a beer when I started hearing all these shrill voices outside. And I figured it was right near my truck so I tactically crapped my pants, grabbed my nugget and went outside expecting battle. Only to find a bunch of 10 year old girls outside my truck looking in the bed. What? I find out that the neighbor's kids were having a slumber party and my mom for some reason called my neighbor and told them I had a deer in my truck so they all came to behold the spectacle I guess. Spent a week with a Shua family in the Amazon about 15 miles from Chone, Ecuador. Little background. Three of us gringo medical pre-medical students were staying with them on a medical education rotation, learning about traditional remedies. It was a blast. We stayed in a in a separate shelter from the family, and the walls of our shelter was decorated with giant snake skins and tiger skins. Those beasts that had wandered too close to camp over the years. The jungle is a loud place to sleep. Millions of animals and insects clamor all night long and it blends into a sort of peaceful cacophony. After the gunshot rang out at 3am, the cacophony was gone. Absolute silence. It was the scariest sound I had ever heard. We clung to my 2 inches knife telling ourselves that it would protect us from whatever was coming. We cowered across from the entrance to our shelter awaiting what was to come. Certain a tiger was lurking, or that our lovely hosts had decided they were sick of us. 
We sat and shivered through the night, the silence was terrifying. When the sun rose and we finally felt confident enough to venture outside, it turned out an unlucky capybara wandered through camp during the night. Poor lil bugger got shot in the face at 3am and was the first meat we had eaten all week by 7am. It tasted like greasy venison. I'll never forget that night, or that lovely family. Three drunken deer hunters, from out of town, shooting high power rifles into a thin stand of trees that has a park on the other side of it. I can't explain this, but we were hunting 25 years ago and we found a white tailed deer frozen into a river by his feet. Where it gets weird is this animal was cut in half. His rear end was missing but it was how clean the cut was. It had looked like it was done with a bandsaw. Also the animal had been gutted like it was cleaned out with an ice cream scoop. Completely cleaned. No blood trail no guts. Just a half a deer frozen and the ice eyes wide open. Missing its entire backside. I've got no explanation for this and I really don't even want to think about this anymore as we still can't fathom what happened. If you are new to the channel, you can subscribe. I publish new videos every day. Until then, check another video. Bye for now.